Hi everyone, my name is Sofia Hernandez and today we are featuring a special guest that is kind, is bright, and is focused on having us feel good on the outside as well as feel good on the inside. Today joining us in the spotlight is Bella Fernandez Sastre. <laughs> So my name's Bella. I'm 25 years old. So I studied at University of Miami where I got my bachelor's in health science. And then from there, I decided to become a trainer and got my CPT from NCSF. And now I basically just do online training, content creation for brands. And that's about it, really. It's a lot of fun. Can you tell me where your journey started with health? Like, was that something, because I know for some people, like, I feel like I've always been interested in health growing up. I came from a family that was really health oriented. Um, was that the same case for you? Or like, kind of when did this journey start for you? I'd honestly go back to high school. So I was a competitive cheerleader all throughout high school at Lords, And my senior year, when it ended, I was kind of lost. So my mom was like, let's get you a trainer. So I was like, sure. So that's kind of where it started. So he kind of taught me how to work out. He took me to Whole Foods, which he is the reason I'm obsessed with Whole Foods. And I will never, I'm obsessed. And from there on out, I've just loved it. And then once I got to college, I decided to work at the gym that we had there. And then, then it just took it to the whole new, like to the next level, essentially, because I'm just surrounded by everyone working out and my coworkers and my bosses are just so invested in health and fitness. So it just kind of got me into that. And then also my major was very centered around health, fitness, how your body moves. And then I ended up also adding in a sports medicine minor and an exercise physiology minor. So rounded. <laughs> So basically everything from high school to college was surrounded by that. And then I originally wanted to go to physical therapy school. And I decided that right before, like I was through the interview process and everything, I decided that I didn't want to take somebody's spot because I didn't feel like I had that much passion for it. And I felt like a different sort of passion for helping other people in a different way. So that's why I got my training cert. And then I loved that. So I've just got to that for now. So for people who don't know like the ins and outs, right? Because I feel like too, mm -hmm. we live in this age where there's a lot of influencers that maybe also do, you know, health training or, you know, tell you what to eat in a day kind of thing. And you mm -hmm. don't really know the differences between, you know, what a CPT is, what a trainer is and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Could you kind of break that down for us? Like what yeah. you have studied and what your role is. So for me, for CPT, that is just a certified personal trainer. So that's essentially just fitness training. And you get a little bit of background on nutrition, but you are not licensed or able to do meal plans or things like that. That's more for a registered dietitian. So usually on Instagram and stuff, you'll see so many different things. Like it, that's like the reason I wanted to like grow my page and start my page is because I wanted to give real information and kind of take away from the BS, I guess you can call it, because there's just so much out there and it gets really confusing. I mean, myself included, I was so confused when I first started getting into fitness. So I think when looking at 
influencers, I think credibility is a big thing. So seeing if they have a certification, if they use it, if they're just continuing their education, things like that would be, I think, best. It's it's even hard for me sometimes right? because mm -hmm. I was uh, in prepping for this interview, I was looking at the people that I follow, right? Because like I love this one girl and I love this other girl. And I'm like, but they're never really like one of them had a background in training, right? She was always a, uh, a workout teacher at different various mm -hmm. studios and things like that. So she knows how to teach, but she's not a dietitian. And the other one kind of just brought it up herself. Never really had any yeah. formal training on how to coach and never really had any formal training on dieting, yet she has you know thousands and thousands of followers. So in those kinds of situations, I guess, what are the things yeah. to look for? For that, again, going back to credibility, I think that's a big thing. And if you, let's say, for example, you want to hire a coach or you want to follow somebody, I think it's good to see if they've coached people before and if they coach them in person, because everything in training, I feel like you need experience because you're gonna get a range of people. And not everyone's gonna be great in the beginning, that's for sure. But everyone is so different. Like if you give somebody like, do this, this, and this for every single person, it's not gonna work because everyone is so different. So kind of seeing like diversity and seeing how they've trained people, if they've trained people, their certifications and not saying like certification sometimes isn't everything also because you can get certified in anything and not be great at it, you know? So it's all very much kind of seeing how they are as a person and not just going by like their experience and seeing how, well, like what they praise. Like, do they praise one specific way or are they saying that there's just a multitude of different things that people can do for their bodies and how everyone's different. It's kind of seeing those little things and then going from there, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and again, we're talking about this sea of really just content creators kind of in the same pool, right? Um, for you, what has it been mm -hmm. like that journey of blogging? Cause you have an adorable blog, <laughs> you post really cute stuff, but informative <laughs> stuff at the same time. What has mm -hmm. it been like for you to break the mold and to kind of try to put your content out there? Has it been an easy process, difficult at times? Definitely difficult at times. I think any, like putting yourself out there is always a little nerve wracking. I mean, growing up, I was always considered a very shy, like, girl, like, especially in middle school, everything like that. Like, I did not speak. So going from that to speaking to a camera and talking to people and, like, being somewhat personable, like, it's a big jump. So it gets a little nerve-wracking at times. But, and with putting yourself out there, you're going to get a lot of hate and a lot of scrutiny, but, like, also a lot of, like, positive people. So I think just sticking to what you know and knowing that you're putting out good information and knowing that it's credible information it's like researched and backed by science and everything like that like it doesn't matter what people will say as long as you have yourself to back you up and research to back you up but putting yourself out there is kind of scary it was definitely a little frustrating at times like in the beginning because it's so saturated like there's so so many people out there doing the same thing and you just got to find your little difference and seeing like what can make you different from everyone and then how to go about that while also staying very true to yourself i was gonna like ask you the main thing oh yeah for sure and, and what's mm -hmm. that process been like for you to be able to find what kind of like if you were to describe yourself to somebody else that doesn't know your page doesn't know who you are <laughs> how would you describe them you know because i do think you have a very 
wide range, right? Because mm-hmm. while you are a trainer, like I do feel like I still get insight though on like maybe tips and tricks of what to look for in the grocery store, you know, mm-hmm. not necessarily what to eat or what not to eat, but like just a wide yeah. range. How would you kind of describe that to somebody else? It's like talking to a friend, like it's like they're FaceTiming me when I talk to them on my YouTube channel or on my Insta stories. And that's, I feel like it's like the best because I don't want to come off as something different than what I am. So I'd say I'm just very much a normal friend, like a best friend kind of, just teaching you as much as you can about the truth behind health, fitness, how to reach your goals, what to look out for, not even just nutrition, but with other influencers and things like that and what to, and kind of like getting rid of the myths of health and fitness and kind of debunking them because there's just so much out there so that's kind of what I think my page is kind of like, but as like a very relatable, like normal person, I guess. Like, I don't want it to come off as very structured because that's just not who I am. I'm very calm and casual, as yeah. you can tell, I hope. <laughs> and as a, as a consumer, that's the vibe that you get. <laughs> and can you tell me, let's go through like a couple facts or fiction. Because uh, mm-hmm. I know for me, um, I always like research it and you just again never really know because it's so saturated and and I think it also differs on like what you're looking for and who that person might be that's that's training you so from Bella Sophia I know (laughs) everyone always says you know uh it kind of starts in the kitchen is that kind of your food for thought is that your go-to either one so starting with either one would probably be best so you want to start small. So that's what I tell my clients all the time that are just new to working out or eating a little bit healthier is start very small. Cause if you go from zero to a hundred, you'll be motivated for about a week. And then a week later, you're going to be like, okay, I'm, I'm over this. Like I'm not going to do it. So starting small, like incorporating a new vegetable in your diet once a week and then starting with two. And then, or if you don't really drink water, starting with one, like, cup of water a day and then next week maybe two like small steps like that let's say you have like a lot of soda and you want to reduce that a little bit let's say you're having like three a day like try and do like two and a half one week and then you kind of reduce from there and then those habits just make such big changes in the future and then with fitness it's the same exact thing so starting small so doing something you're comfortable with but then also putting yourself out of that comfort zone is what's just going to help you to grow so again like either finding a good workout on instagram like it's honestly the best or on youtube or things like that like even just trying it and being confident with it too but if you're a lot of people a lot of new people are very nervous in the gym when you don't know what you're doing so when i first started (laughs) (laughs) it's so intimidating you like when you're first starting off like you know seeing all these people that are like pros you know like thinking about it now like i was thinking about it at the gym yesterday i was like it's so crazy how i can like confidently just walk anywhere in this gym and i know i'll be fine but then i think back to like myself like years ago and i would be terrified so what i would do is go find a set of dumbbells, do a little circuit in the corner by myself until I felt more confident with my skills, with my form to like kind of move up closer to the more freeway section. I feel like that's like the big thing for a lot of people. Like a lot of people get nervous with that. Yeah. But it takes time. It's just acting confident within yourself and just learning as much as you can in the process. And then you'll get there. The small steps. And for you, when we're talking about working out, what is kind of like your go-to method of working out? Do you like 
And again, I feel like that ranges for everybody. And I feel like mm-hmm. me personally, I kind of go back, like I wake up and I'm like, what am I feeling today? Like <laughs> that's what we're gonna do. Yeah. What are you for working out? Kind of what's your pattern? What's your kind of go-to? For me mainly, I feel my best when I strength train, but it gets to a point where I get really over it sometimes. Like I don't want to just, I feel like it can get a little boring. Sometimes you're just like lifting and then you're resting. So I definitely switch it up a lot. So I'll do, I'll book into a workout class if I'm not feeling motivated. Cause sometimes like, even though I'm a trainer, I also want to be pushed by somebody else because like you sometimes, you know, just have that motivation to push yourself. So somebody else kind of yelling at you is a little nice. And then I incorporate a lot of like circuits into it with weights just to switch it up, push myself, get myself out of my comfort zone. Cause once you're doing the same thing over and over again, it's great, but then it's always good to like switch it up a little bit so you don't lose motivation or anything like that for sure and as Mm -hmm. far as diets how do we feel about diets i know there's i mean we can list a thousand (laughs) because there are um you know what's your thought on either starting one or hopping from one to another um what's just been your take about diets in general my take my entire life like i feel like i was always on a diet because i was always like a little overweight as a kid and i feel like even growing up, I feel like so many, like they throw, like society throws diets at you, like it's their job, which it kind of is. But I now am at a point where I teach my clients a lot about, I guess you could call it flexible dieting or just living life, honestly. So I personally try and hit a certain protein goal every single day. Like I don't track food anymore. I don't follow like a keto or an intermittent fasting or anything like that. I think it's really important to kind of find what you enjoy and then finding the balance within that. So making sure we're getting enough of our macronutrients, our micronutrients and our fiber. So our macronutrients essentially are protein, carbs and fat. And then your micronutrients like your veggies and then your fiber, which is just fiber. And then kind of learning what you enjoy and how to encompass all of those with your main meals with your snacks but then also not getting too crazy with it and enjoying like regular food and like fun food like pizza or cake or whatever because I feel like all of those foods are so demonized because there's so many diets out there and I think it's there's no fun like maintainable way to live by like living in this certain diet because life is going to happen there's going to be occasions like kids birthday parties your birthday or whatever it is that there's going to be food that you can eat and I've been at a point in the past where it would stress me out so much that I would get like major stomach aches and it was just not a fun time and that's why like I teach my clients I'm just like you can still reach all your goals health goals even if like you don't even have any fitness goals just overall health you can still be healthy reach those goals and still incorporate all the foods you enjoy and love Unless, of course, you have like dietary restrictions, but that's a whole separate thing. Yeah, no, and and that's that's so true. And I and I feel like too, you kind of mentioned the macro and the micro, and that is a concept that I don't know why. Like I have other friends who are very into big, like big health and fitness nuts, and I just they explained it to me, and like when honestly, I can never wrap my head around. I'm like, what? How do you feel about like calculating it being that much of a stick mm-hmm. for it or more just like eyeing it knowing what works for you what's kind of your philosophy on that because I know some people mm-hmm. yep. you have like the diehards mm-hmm. that like they track oh, each yeah. and every meal and then you have the others that are like whatever you know we'll go with the yeah. flow mm-hmm. 
for me, like for my clients, if they want to do it, I can totally calculate it because I learned that in school. I know how to do it. But it also comes from like within you. So do you have a good relationship with food? How are you with weighing yourself, weighing your food and being that structured? Because it could lead to a multitude of things. So tracking could be great for some people, but not great for a whole group of other people. Because some people have get obsessed with it and then it controls their life. But other people, it's completely normal and fine for them. So I think it's good to know, like once in a while, maybe track your food for a week or two to see if you're lacking in something or if you're over, I don't want to say indulging, but you're not having that balance with all your food. So like one to two weeks, maybe one max, just to give yourself a gauge because you could possibly be under eating also without even realizing. And then from there, just kind of determine your overall like plate and your balance from that. So I think it's all very person dependent. And I think if people want to be really, really strict with it, I think the best people to do that are people that are competing, like bikini competitors, bodybuilders, things like that. That makes sense because they're doing that for their job or their hobby. But for everyday regular people, I think maybe a week and then kind of learning from there what works for you. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. All right, another fact or fiction. How do you feel about the scale? Because I know that's always, especially with women, I feel like more of a hot topic. Like, mm -hmm. uh, are you a frequent person that weighs yourself? Do you believe that that's okay? Or that's the kind of go-to? Or, or how do you feel about that? Same thing with the macros. I think it's very person dependent. So some people can get extremely frustrated. Like, let's say you weighed one weight today. And then tomorrow you weigh yourself and you're like three pounds heavier and you think oh my gosh I've gained all this weight all this stuff like what am I doing I'm not going to eat today like things like that it could get really bad but the thing with the scale is your body or our bodies fluctuate so much from so many different things having more water in your day having a higher sodium meal eating later at night having a hard workout the day before not getting good sleep there's so many factors that go into your weight that to me personally, I would never, I never go by the scale. And I kind of tell my clients, don't really, not to really focus on that so much. You can, if you want to weigh yourself, I don't recommend it, but progress pictures. And if you really want to go a little bit like the extra step, uh, your measurements, those are your two biggest that you're going to notice the biggest change without even the scale moving, because you can weigh one weight, but look completely different than you did a year ago and be the same weight depending on muscle mass and what you've been doing in that year so again for the scale it's mainly i think best for people that are have that structure like competitors and things like that those like they need to do that for them but for everyday people there's so many things that go into it that there's no point in frustrating yourself or getting super worked up about it because eat normal the next the same day and give and take the next day you will weigh your normal weight right there's yeah. so many fluctuations it's crazy yeah and I, I feel it's funny because the weight has always been I think just like again a controversial topic because it's that right when people hear a number they're achieving a certain number or, or hoping to mm -hmm. um and it can be stressful for some people I feel like depending on how much you, energy you put into it another factor fiction how do you feel about vitamins supplements um you know I for a while was taking vitamins for a really long time. And then I kind of like stopped off the bandwagon. I feel like it was just 
I don't even know really why I stopped. I think it was just like a lot going on and I forgot yeah. about it. Um, but supplements, like anything like protein powders uh, or, um, you know, just everyday vitamins or fish oil, things like that. Yeah, How, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Again, person dependent. So we'll go into like more everyday like pills and things like that. And then we'll go into supplements of like the powders and things. So for, I think it's important to get like a multivitamin just because so many people lack so many nutrients in their day-to-day -day life. And then when it comes to like fish oil and probiotics and things like that, that's again, very person dependent. Like not everyone needs it. So let's say I have like salmon three times a week and somebody doesn't have like fish at all. Like they could probably use a fish oil supplement. I probably wouldn't. So kind of testing your levels, I think is a big one. So getting your blood, getting your annual and like kind of seeing where you're lacking if you're lacking um probiotics that's i take them because i personally see a difference for some people like there's so, there's not a lot of research on it yet to like back it up completely so i wouldn't be like oh you need to take this for gut health i think again going to your doctor for anything and seeing what they say is way better than listening to like me personally or an influencer online and that's what i tell my clients go see specific doctors for those things and don't take advice from influencers because that's that's their job like that's what they do and i think it's more important to do that and then ask for like protein powders or like bcaas and those things like that they're all just a tool so they're not necessary that's for sure so protein powder i personally take protein powder just because it helps me reach my protein goal for the day Got it. and also i like throwing it in smoothies and things like that but again if you're getting your protein with just normal like lean meats or if you're vegan and like your beans and your lentils and things like that and your tofu that's totally fine you don't it's not necessary at all but it's just again an added tool and that's what majority of those like supplements that you see everywhere yeah i forgot to even ask you what is your yeah. diet is are you vegan are you vegetarian are you do you eat it all and everything i basically like okay. i basically <laughs> eat it all yeah okay. like i don't restrict anything definitely in the past i definitely got over not over but i got really into like oh like in social media essentially like before i even really started like posting on my page it, okay. i would see like other influences they're like oh gluten-free paleo you got to do this dairy-free dairy is bad for All you the like, everyone they come at you that's what i'm saying <laughs> and then it really messes with your head and you're like you're right like okay i'm gonna do this and then that's where the restriction comes in and to me like i hit a point where i was just like this isn't fun like am i just making up these things in my head like this is what's causing my bloating this is what's doing this and then once i stopped stressing so much about my food and what i was eating i was way more calm i didn't have any like bloating i didn't have any like stomach issues because i used to have stomach issues every single day and i feel like that's everyone but i swear i was stressing my body out with right. if there was like a little bit of cheese on that i'm like no i can't eat dairy like it's bad for you like all these things and so now i'm at a point where i just basically eat everything in moderation but primarily fruits vegetables things like that but for example, tomorrow I'm going out for pizza and like, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. 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 A well-rounded balanced lifestyle. Exactly. For sure. How do you feel about, um, I've been seeing, I feel like a lot more of it now, more so than before going back to food sensitivities and your stomach mm -hmm. hurting and things like that. 
um, people who do those food sensitivity tests and they basically yeah. either send like a saliva sample, you know, giving your own basically DNA to find what kind of works for you, what doesn't work for you. Do you think that works? Do you think it's better for a blood sample? Um, I think it's good to know. So you could tr test it out and then, but I think also seeing within yourself. So testing out those foods, unless you have, of course, like an allergic reaction to it, like that's completely different. But intolerances, like, it could be very mild and you don't have to cut it out necessarily. But um, I think it's important to know. So I've done one before. Granted, they were, I still eat the food now because I realized I was like, it doesn't affect me really. So I feel like I'm fine. But I think it's important for people just knowledge, you know? I don't think, I don't see anything wrong with it. You don't have to, you don't want to, but for example, like people that have like constant bloating, things like that. One, I'd suggest in your gastro. And two, you could do the test and see how that is. And then maybe cut it out for a little bit, see how you feel and if it's things like that. So just kind of testing it out and going by how you feel, because that's like the main thing. Right. In my opinion. And how do you, yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been always been curious because I'm like, does it actually work or does it, you know, because like for some, some people when they posted their results, I'm like, I feel like that's like across the board, like dairy or like eggs. And like, I feel like across yeah. the board, those are foods that I feel like, typically I feel like give everyone is crazy. Yeah. 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 Typically like dairy does for some people. It's again, like going back to like when I cut out dairy, I didn't really notice anything change with my body. So that's why I still eat it now. I don't eat like a lot of it. It's mainly if I'm having pizza or like a yogurt, things like that, or like a cheese board. Love me a cheese, a cheese oh, board. Cheese. But I do have like cheese. But like, <laughs> do I have almond milk and oat milk and not like dairy milk? Yes, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so I think just like seeing what works for you and things like that. And then of course, like doctors seeing what they say, but going based off of like what your body needs and how you feel and testing that for yourself instead of just like focusing on what people online say i feel like that's a big thing for sure and how do you feel too we talk about or we see now i feel like a lot more people um doing more intense not invasive uh procedures but like uh chirotherapy or you know like those kinds of like little trinkets that are supposed to help you on your health and wellness journey how do we feel about using those, using it in moderation, testing it out, uh, you know? Yeah, I think it's good to test it out if you want to, if you're curious. I don't think there's anything like magical about most of those things like chiro like cryotherapy and like things like that. The only thing I would really say is good if you're having like any pain or any joint issues is a physical therapist. I feel like if you're gonna go to anything, PT is your best bet. And if you're like more into like fitness and wellness and stuff like a sports PT, cause there's sports specific, or even if you're just working out in the gym, they do that. And I feel like that's the number one person I would personally go to if I had any issues. And like I tell my entire family that if you have anything like that, it's best to go to a professional in that, um, in that field rather than like trying to find like a bunch of other little things because right they are like no BS, like they know what they're doing. I'm a little biased because my boyfriend's a physical therapist, but. <laughs> Bias <laughs> with good reason. <laughs> exactly, but it's not like a bad thing. Like I trust most PTs like with the majority of things. It's just finding, again, it's like with any doctor or anything, you gotta find the right one that works for you. For 
and they know like kind of like how you are and what you're doing. All right, back to the like, yeah. section closed. <laughs> um, can you tell me a little bit? Obviously, I think people who maybe stumble across your blog or who mm -hmm. see what you post might be just beginning their health and fitness journey. Maybe they never had any um, experience with it before. And as you said, mm -hmm. and we've talked about it, it is intimidating. Advice for people who are kind of taking that first step. So same thing, like I said prior, like starting small, finding little things that work for you. So let's, let's say in fitness, finding, like trying out a bunch of different workouts because there's so many workouts out there and you're not going to like all of them. That's for sure. So kind of go to classes, go to workout classes, try a workout at the gym, like follow a guide, follow a workout on Instagram, like starting small like that and seeing what you enjoy and then just going from there. And that doesn't mean like you have to stick to that for the rest of your life because people's interests and everything like that, they change very quickly, like myself included. There was a point where I did just bar workouts for like a few months because I was just so over lifting weights. And I think it's great to like kind of switch it up and see what you enjoy and go with what you're enjoying at that moment. So I think just testing out a bunch of different things and the same thing with food, testing out a bunch of recipes, testing out a bunch of vegetables, fruit and finding what you like. And then for me personally, I mean, I get really obsessed with certain foods for like a solid month and then I get over it and then I switch it to something else. But I still try and switch it up as much as possible. But again, just, I guess the main thing is just trying everything out and finding what works for you. That's probably my best advice. <laughs> and if people, uh, Bella, they wanna find you, if they mm -hmm. wanna receive your assistance kind of in these first steps or, or just mm -hmm. in this lifetime of a lifestyle of healthy living, where can they access you? I'd say Instagram is probably the best. So it's just at Bella's three underscores life. And then I'm coming with, out with a website soon, but Instagram, I know it's a whole mess, but <laughs> it's definitely taking some time. I am not tech savvy. Yeah, no, we'll have to keep our ears peeled for that one oh for my sure. God, seriously. So Instagram would probably be the best in my DMs or the link in my bio. There's like an application if you wanted training or just to email me. I think that would be best. Do FaceTime calls, everything like that. Bella does it all, people. Bella, thank you so much for joining us here on the Spotlight. <laughs> thank you. We appreciate it. We will have a new episode next week, every Thursday.